Hi! Welcome to Cool Gals. I'm Julie. And I'm Cassandra. And we're going to talk about... Books. Did you forget? I did. Books. books. I was like, spooky <laughs> things. Nope. Books. But specifically well, yes. books. <laughs> but books. <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. So I'm going to get us started today. So I'm going to talk today about the Codex Gigas. Fun. Gigas. Gigas. <laughs> we say that a lot. Gigas. Gigas. Uh, so this is the largest existing medieval manuscript in the world. It's huge. At a length of three feet, 20 inches wide, um, so almost two feet, and then nine inches thick. Holy shit. But... This isn't just a big fat book. <laughs> also known, yeah. I was gonna say, I hope not. I hope that's not your We're just only talk like about how your only thing is like. I found the biggest book in the world. Right. Welcome to Cool Cal. <laughs> that's all you're getting. <laughs> no, so not just a big fat book. Um, mm-hmm. Also known as the Devil's Bible, Uh-oh. this manuscript has a legend that can spook you to the core. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see it try. <laughs> So, uh, created in the early 13th century in the Benedictine Monastery of, ooh, of Palatsis. Uh, Palatsis? Bo- Palatsis. <laughs> the most Midwestern way to say that word. Uh, which is in Bohemia. Oh, fun. Which is actually part of a region in modern-day Czech Republic. Yes. Um, so, the Codex Gigas... Contains the Vulgate translation of the Bible, which is just the principal Latin translation of the Bible. Mm -hmm. But that only comprises half of this huge book. The whole Bible? Old and New Testament? Old and New, plus a couple of those. The weird ones. The weird ones. (laughs) (laughs) The ones that we didn't learn about in school? Correct, yeah. Okay. The the non-Lutheran ones. So it also contains four more books, four more entire books. Oh. Uh, two of Josephus Flavius's writings on the history of Judaism, oh. which is kind of, you know, background of um, Old Testament, you know? Yeah. yeah. An encyclopedia called Entom... Okay. So it's called Entom- Entomology, but the way that it's spelled is like Entomology. <laughs> um... <laughs> Which is very fun. Huh. <laughs> so every time I try and say it, I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce this word, but I do. Is it I um, like G-A-I-E or something? Like... G-I-A-E, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like encyclopedia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Entomology. Um, and a medical text by Constantine the African. Wait, so medical texts? Uh-huh. I know. There's... I didn't um, believe in medicine. A lot of stuff. I mean, I'm, it's not the medicine we know of. Oh, I'm no. sure it's full of, like, leeches and um, bleeding and, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. All right. Well, that's weird. Yeah. So while the Codex is primarily written in Latin, it also contains a plethora of other alphabets, like uh, Hebrew and Slavic. Hmm. But some parts of the Codex are considerably darker than just, you know, the Bible or, like, a medical book. Mm. Notably, there's a treatise in it uh, that's like a confession of sin, um, and then it's followed by these two illustrations. One is of heaven, and one is of uh, the devil. Ooh. And so it's kind of like, all right, confess, or else you know the devil, mm-hmm. or else the <laughs> devil. Period. Um, 
Which would be horrifying back then, I guess. Oh, oh so, yeah. I mean, it's kind of horrifying still, now. It's true, yeah. Um, so after that, though, even, comes several pages dedicated to conjurations and magic spells, uh, which are Fun. actually, I know, believed <laughs> to be part of an exorcism ritual. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. that's the scariest thing. So scholars actually suggest that these instructionals were used to banish evil from people who are suffering from sickness. So, you know, like, not actual demons, probably just medical demons. Right, they just didn't, they just didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So they, they were like, okay, time to exercise All you. Right. Time to hit you with the Bible till <laughs> it goes away. Or whatever, I haven't read the instructions, so... Probably never will. <laughs> it's true. Hopefully. In Latin. I have no idea. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty of what it looks like. Uh, the Codex's book binding is giant wooden boards. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. Giant wooden boards. That giant. makes sense mm-hmm. because it's such a big book. True, true. But it also makes it extremely heavy. Oh, yeah. So the wooden boards that are covered in leather with ornate metal guards and fittings all around it. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, weighing about 165 pounds. Um, <laughs> that's so heavy. I know. That is a full adult person for sure. Yeah. At least. Like a, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus. Fucking yeah. Right? Um, Ooh. so giant. So the Codex Gigas is composed of 310, uh, pages. <laughs> and the pages are made of vellum. Uh, which is the skin mm-hmm. of animals. Mm-hmm. And so they're pretty sure that it's coming from 160 donkeys. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so 160 donkeys had to die oh, to, make to this create this book. stupid book. <laughs> right. um, it's because they didn't have the internet back then. <laughs> you can just type it up. Yeah. yeah. So wait, when did this come? When, in, when was this? Um, 13th century, they think about like 12, okay, so, 12, 23-ish. So prior to the printing press. Correct. Much, very much Oh, prior. yeah, yeah. Ooh. And this is extremely like illuminated hand done. So it has all these detailed drawings and you know, like Ooh. the first letter of the page is like as big as the page. <laughs> like Monty Python. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> If you're picturing Monty Python, you're correct. Yes. Um, So, fun thing, though. The Codex Gigas was originally uh, about 320 to 322 pages. So that means that there was an extra 10 to 12 pages that are gone now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So people who have studied the book and looked all over it have realized that they didn't just fall out. These pages were removed. They were cut from the binding. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So the discovery has led to, of course, endless speculation as to what was on it. I'm already um, like, ooh, I wonder what happened. <laughs> ooh, it's like national treasure. Yes. Um, so some scholars believe that the pages made a list of rules for the monastery because I guess a lot of times these sort of um, illustrated bible books would have that. But... They were also like, uh, it would probably only take about two pages to yeah. get all of the rules from the monastery. Yeah, I mean, two pages of like eight and a half by eleven paper, but then mm-hmm. like this one is like three feet by two it's feet, huge of donkey skin. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of writing, even if you are writing really giant. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, so two pages are accounted for, maybe. 
So that's um, like, what, ten left? Yeah, right. Jesus. Um, so some believe that the pages were destroyed because, get this, their content was deemed far too dangerous, while others think they were stolen for a secret evil purpose. Ooh, that mm. one is fun. That one's fantastic. <laughs> <clears throat> According to one of the most popular myths, the missing pages contained an apocalyptic text known as the Devil's Prayer, which was intentionally removed to avoid the destruction of the world. What? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I love it. Wow. I'm sure that someone was just like, hey, like, haha, I bet, I bet, <laughs> it's, I bet it's an apocalyptic uh, mm-hmm. end of the world prayer. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, yeah, sure. That's, All right. I, I mean, believe it. I can't prove you wrong. I'm so. going to make that the most popular myth. It's the most fun <laughs> Oh yeah. Myth. I mean, that's what everyone wants it to be, for sure. That's what I want it to be. Yeah. Same. Hmm. So the Codex is theorized to be written by one person, which a book of this magnitude, that's uh, unheard of. Yeah. Because um, most of the times when... When Bibles were being rewritten, um, especially in this sort of style where there's a ton of beautiful markings and whatever mm-hmm. um, by monks, it's usually like a team effort. Yeah. So they that's, would take breaks or whatever. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what they did in monasteries, right? That's yeah, all they did. That's all they did. <laughs> like, you know, 10 hours a day. Yeah. What a life. I know. Um, yikes. Well, it's authorship cannot be actually confirmed. Uh, the work is signed by a monk um, named Hermanus. Monicus Inclusus, uh, which roughly tr- translates from Latin to be Herman the Recluse. <laughs> I love it. I mean, he would have to be if he's just writing this book for his entire life. Yeah. Um, so after closely studying the text, modern historians have drawn several conclusions about the authorship. Firstly, the calligraphy is unique and consistent throughout the entire work, which means it was definitely written by an individual, one mm-hmm. person. Secondly, it would have taken an estimated five years of nonstop day and night work to even copy the text by hand. So realistically, if Herman spent, say, five hours a day working on the book, which is a ton of time to do that sort of meticulous yeah. work, yeah. it would have taken him at least 20 years to complete. Mm-hmm. And in the 13th century, the average life expectancy was probably about 31 years. Right. So it, it's more than likely that the Codex Gigas was Herman the Recluse's entire life. That was his life's work. That's all he did. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. According to um, a legend mm-hmm. that goes with this book, which is fun. My favorite part of this, <laughs> that which actually this legend has been around since the Middle Ages. So this is not new. <laughs> this has been oh, around forever. The scribe was a monk who broke his monastic vows and was sentenced to be walled up alive. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> in order to avoid this, uh, he promised to create in one night a book that would glorify the monastery forever. So we just talked about how it would take 20 years. Right. But he said, one night, I could do it. And that this would include all of human knowledge in the book as well. Which, whatever. (laughs) Cool. I mean, at that time, (laughs) they didn't know much. No. So, okay. Near midnight, he became sure that he could not complete this task. Um, Duh, obviously. No shit. I mean, this is like me trying to finish my AP 
uh, final paper in my senior year of high school. No, my junior year of high school. We had I was in AP uh, U.S. History, and I had to read the whole book and then write a paper on it in one night. Which I I mean I didn't have to do it that way. I I brought that on myself. You blew it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Um. But this is much, much more severe than that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 give me like 10 hours. I can do it. Oh, no. Uh, no. No. So he decided that he would make a special prayer. But this prayer was not to God. Uh-oh. It was to the fallen angel Lucifer. Oh, I know him. Mm-hmm. So he, in this prayer, asked him to help him finish the book in exchange for for his soul. <laughs> Just get walled up in the wall. I mean, <laughs> you know, like... Right? Life can't be that great to begin with. Right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's the 1200s. There's right. no way your you life is You probably only got a couple years left <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right? Might as well keep your soul and just yeah. die. Yeah. Um, the devil said yes, I guess. Of course he did. <laughs> of he course always he does. He wants that soul. If someone... So if someone offers the devil a soul, he's going to take he's it. He's going to do it. No matter what. It's true. So the devil completed the manuscript, and the monk added the devil's picture, that full-page devil's picture, um, <laughs> out of gratitude. <laughs> uh, so in... <laughs> Can you imagine all the, being like, oh, did you finish your, your book? And then him being like, oh, yeah, I did. Here you go. And then um, it's, like, dedicated to Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's one of the pages that was cut out. Special thanks to (laughs) Satan. Couldn't have done it without you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So over the years, this book has... um, for for a while, it was at this monastery, and then, like, they were doing really poorly, so they sold it to someone else. Um, and so mm-hmm. it kind of just kind of ping-ponged its way all around Europe. Yeah. Um, but, 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 it was taken by the Swedes when they ransacked Prague um, at the end of the Thirty Years' War. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kept in the Royal Library in Stockholm. Um, so this was around 1648. Okay, so the Thirty Years' War... Don't know much about it because I went to parochial schools. I don't know. Um, so it was one of the deadliest religious strifes in uh, European history. Mm-hmm. So it was between Catholics and Protestants. Mm-hmm. Um, the main One of the main players was Sweden. Um, and so they got a lot of stuff. Yeah. So at the conclusion of the war, Sweden stormed Prague. So they, they snagged the codex. Snagged? They snagged it. Um, and... <laughs> So it's sitting in the library. Um, 1697 rolls around. (laughs) And suddenly, the building catches on fire. Of course. Of course it does. Because everybody has candles, etc. Yeah. So... Everything's made of skin. (laughs) Right? It's horrifying. Um, About three-fourths of the books in that library destroyed. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. It breaks my heart. (laughs) But, yeah, I know. But people were trying so hard to save them because... Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, all the time and effort. Like, think about this book, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta save them. Mm-hmm. So people started to toss books out of the castle's windows um, to try to save them. And so someone, well, actually, a few someones must have, um, lifted up the 165-pound Codex Gigas. Oh, my God. 
and they threw it out the window. Did it start and flying? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Instead, it fell on a person and injured them <gasps> grievously. I'm surprised it didn't immediately kill them. Right? I was like, was someone trying? Was someone trying to catch this book? Oh, I got it! I got, <laughs> I got it! I got! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> he couldn't even say "oh no," like dead for sure. Um, so that's just funny. <laughs> he doesn't have any. I mean, it's very anything. funny to imagine that right. happening. God, they were just walking. It's like um, in cartoons when they drop the pianos. It's like. <laughs> There's like a crater in the ground. <laughs> that poor guy was just in the wrong place in the wrong time. Oh, no. oh my gosh. So I want to take a second to talk about that big old giant um, devil photo. I would love to. Okay, so as I said before, there's this giant two-page spread, you know, like three feet tall, huge <laughs> thing. Jesus. Um, yeah. One of a beautiful godly city, which is heaven or Jerusalem, whatever, holy holy city. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side is just the devil. Sure. Three foot tall, the devil. <laughs> so the illustration has razor sharp, red, blood red claws on its hands and feet. His size, which is interesting that there's a whole city on one side and just the devil on the other. It exceeds multiple levels of the godly city, which maybe is sim- symbolizing the fact that the devil has a ton of power. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> or, or, or he's yes. a literal giant. <laughs> True. <laughs> Some people believe that this drawing served as the inspiration for the text's um, informal name, The Devil's Bible. Um, but it could also be that maybe the devil helped to make it. So, right. Uh, who knows? <laughs> um, so he has giant horns sure. that are also red as though they were dipped in blood. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The devil is shown frontally. He's like crouching. He's straight on. Um, his arms are uplifted in this kind of like dynamic little posture, like he's waving someone down. Maybe um, he's clothed in only a white loincloth. Um, wow, which is cute. I'm surprised uh, he's even wearing that. <laughs> thank God, though. Um, I don't know. <laughs> thank you, God, for giving the devil a loincloth. Um, so he has no tail. Um, his body, arms, and legs are of, like, human proportions. Okay. And then he has this huge dark green head, um, with, uh, with hair. That's It's kind of like a, yeah, his, like, face is green. That's so weird. I know. It's very untraditional devil-like, yeah. I guess. Huh. And then he, his hair forms a skull cap of dense curls. <laughs> <laughs> Creative license is that. You know what? I'm going to give him a full wig. A perm. I'm going to give him a perm. He got a perm. (laughs) Like Napoleon Dynamite. That's what I'm imagining. That's just pretty. Curls or like uh, Michael Sarah. (laughs) That's, yeah, you got it. Oh, man. Um, So his eyes. (laughs) I love it. His eyes are small with red pupils. Sure. uh, And his red tipped ears are also uh, quite large. Um, okay, so his 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 head is green. Is his hair also green? Mm-mm. No, it's like a it's like a goldish yellow, like golden curls. Beautiful, exactly like like a Napoleon Dynamite kind of yeah. like, but like sandy blonde. <laughs> so his open mouth reveals small white teeth 
and Ugh. two long red tongues that protrude Ooh. from each corner of the mouth, which is kind of like the forked tongue, uh-huh. um, like snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just uh, fully, fully terrible looking. Um, so I'm I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm very anxious to see this picture. He looks goofy. Yeah, <laughs> like his eyes are like are like one is kind of going in one direction and one's kind of going in the it's other. It's hard. It's hard to draw eyes. You you draw one and then you're like oh my god this is so good and then you draw the other one and it's like in the other direction. It's literally though just a dot on each eye like oh. a pupil like it's not. <laughs> oh um, never mind then. Okay. Anyway, that's interesting. That's that's hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to come across him uh, for sure. But yeah. So do you think that he had just like they just had this skin lying around? Oh no. So that he could make this book. Well, because if he ha- if he supposedly did it in one night, mm-hmm. they would have been like, okay, well, here's the skin you need to write. <laughs> Maybe they have like a craft room sort of deal. <laughs> so they just have like piles and piles of dead animal skin. Yeah. Um, just in case. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, um, that's it. Oh. That's the Codex. Oh, nice. The Codex Gigas. Gigas. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping that it was bound in human skin. Ugh, so me too. That makes two of us. <laughs> I would love a good skin-covered book. Yeah, human skin. Human specifically? skin. Human yeah. skin, obviously. Yeah, I've seen many a leather-bound book in my in mm. my day. I have a few here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I am going to talk about the Malleus Maleficarum. I love the name already. It mm-hmm. sounds like it's um, like a Harry Potter spell. Yes. Um, it's I'm... not, but it does sound like that. You're right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very, um, It's. I mean, it's Latin, which is Harry Potter. Mm. You know, they do that. <laughs> um, translated, it means the hammer of witches. <gasps> Ooh. Um, which I don't fully understand, but Whatever. <laughs> So when I found out that we would be talking about books, I was like, okay. Um, and I, I, I told you that I immediately thought of what you were talking oh, about. Oh, no. Um, and then I realized that you already claimed it. Mm-hmm. So um, I started thinking about the Malleus Maleficarum, which I am, was a little familiar with already. Mm-hmm. I, I was... So this is not like a fun book at all oh no it's not good um it's it's not like it's i mean i was looking for something that was like cursed or something you know yeah um this is really just a guide book for hunting witches <gasps> what yeah Ooh. Um, it's rough. I'm terrified because I know that, again, I'm thinking Monty Python, where they're like, <laughs> yes. we'll find out if she's a witch by doing this. <laughs> and it's like the stupidest things. Yeah. If she weighs as much as a goose or duck. Uh-huh. Duck, duck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. That's correct. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> this isn't my nose. It's a false one. <laughs> oh, my God. She turned me into a newt. <laughs> I got better. <laughs> Uh, so it was written by a Dominican inquisitor um, named Heinrich Kramer. 
Ooh. So did when, whenever he walked into a room, did everyone start clapping? Kramer! Kramer! Hey! He opened the door and like slid in and his hair bounced. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to picture from now on. So, Well, well he's, a, he's a real dick. So. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. It was first published in the late 15th century, around 1486. And to put it into context, this was like 200 years before the Salem Witch Trials. Whoa. Yeah. By 1487, uh, it was second in popularity only to the Bible. <gasps> yeah. What? Um, and at first, I'm like, like you know, you, you react to that, that way. But then mm-hmm. I was thinking about it and I was like, no one... Uh, knew how to read <laughs> you know like it's true most people did not know how to read. yeah there might have been two of them that right. were going around and it's like yeah but there were five bibles so. yeah like the only people who can read are like clergymen like religious people mm. so like of course they're gonna get the bible and then also this witch hunt. <laughs> um, and the printing press had just been invented like within a few decades before that i think mm-hmm. so like um, it didn't have anything to compete with, really. <laughs> um, there weren't, like, you know, novels or anything. There wasn't Harry Potter, that's for sure. <laughs> so, in general, witches were not anything new. And the Maleficarum didn't present any new ideas on what a witch was. It really, um, presented the witch in a well-organized fashion. Mm. So it gave witch hunters, like, a literal list of what they should be looking for. Oh, okay. So it's more like a guidebook than... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the Malleus Maleficarum, uh, it documented beliefs about witches and then enumerated ways to identify them, convict them of the charge of witchcraft, and execute them for their crime. Ooh. Yeah. It was divided into those three... There were three sections, and the first was to answer skeptics who thought that witchcraft was just superstition, Mm. which I learned was the wide belief for a few centuries prior to that. Really? Yeah. I Um, assumed everyone was like, witches are real and she's one. Yeah. But no? Me too. But no. Like, from, like, I think it said, like, the 9th through the 13th century. Oh, wow. um, It was, like... I don't know if they t- it was, like, general population or just the church's belief. Mm-hmm. But um, believing in witchcraft was, a sim- like, uh, symbolic of heresy. Oh. Yeah. Which is, it kind of flips itself around. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was a surprise to me. This part of the book attempted to prove that the practice of witchcraft was real. And that those practicing witchcraft really did make agreements with the devil and cause harm to other people. Mm. So, you know. (laughs) So, you know, there's that. (laughs) Beyond that, the section asserts that not believing in witchcraft is itself heresy. So, like, at this point, even though before believing in witchcraft was heresy, now they're like, no, no. Not believing in witchcraft is heresy. Make up your mind. Right. The second section sought to prove that real harm was caused by witchcraft, Mm -hmm. uh, which is maleficarum. That's what that means. Uh, The third section was a manual for procedures to investigate, arrest, and punish witches. Mm. 
which gets real scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kramer charges that witchcraft was mostly found among women and, and bases this on the idea that both good and evil in women tend to be extreme. Oh. Yeah. And well, that's annoying. It's and rife sexist. with misogyny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> women, according to Kramer, are far more foolish than men. He does not even think they're capable of successfully operating alone. So oh. just, like, existing by themselves. So they need the devil to help them out? <laughs> yeah. Okay, When cool. a woman thinks alone, she thinks evil. <gasps> Is that a direct quote? Yes. From Kramer. From Kramer. <laughs> From Seinfeld's <laughs> favorite neighbor, Kramer. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, of course, they're easy targets for the legions of hell because they're so extreme and they can't do anything by themselves, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, quote, they are more credulous. And since the chief aim of the devil is to corrupt faith, therefore he rather attacks them, end quote. Hmm. So the devil knows that they are like this. They're more foolish. They're more extreme. So he chooses to prey on women. And women are so helpless, they can't say no. Yeah. And they don't want to say no. No, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get you even, like, so, so mad. Yeah. Um, even the appearance of women infuriates Kramer. He says, quote, let us consider also her gait, posture, and habit. Oh, my God. In which... In which is vanity of vanities. There is no man in the world who studies so hard to please the good God as even an ordinary woman studies by her vanities to please men. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's not even... I mean, it gets gets worse and worse. He's like the original, like... He's a men's rights activist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he goes on to say, quote, As she is a liar by nature, a woman will lead men astray. They kill them by emptying their purses, consuming their strength, and causing them to forsake God. End quote. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. I what? This is the second most popular book. <laughs> Hopefully people bought it to just like use as kindling. Um, but probably uh, not. Probably not. No. <laughs> Luckily most people couldn't read. <laughs> Thank God most people were illiterate. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> But then they also just have to believe what other people are telling them. True, which is worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, all the dicks know how to read, and they're like, women suck. (laughs) I read it. So. Uh, Most of all, women are naturally more carnal and obsessed with sex. (laughs) My silence. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's, that doesn't ring tr- I feel like it's the same. Yeah, Just, that's the... Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. 
Yeah. Anyway, according to the historian Anne Barstow, one-fifth of the Malleus Maleficarum constitutes, quote, a tirade against women's sexual powers. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Kramer even says, quote, all witchcraft comes from carnal lust, which is in women insatiable, end quote. Whoa. Using Proverbs 30, he states that, quote, the mouth of the womb is never satisfied, end quote, equating maternal desire with sexual impropriety and concluding that, quote, for the sake of fulfilling their lusts, they consort even with devils, end quote. Oh my god. So gosh. they just cannot help it. That's ridiculous. I do kind of love that quote, though. <laughs> that whatever, the, the... The mouth of the womb the mouth is never the satisfied. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. But but no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, It's not no. that it's true, but it's it's a great I way I mean, of in that. the context of the Bible, you can, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it has a little ellipses in the middle, so I think it's not... That's not the full Oh, full quote. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. So midwives, of course, are especially singled out Mm -hmm. because they know how to prevent conception, terminate a pregnancy, and just they're they're generally knowledgeable with medicine Mm -hmm. and like herbal They're like, they're too smart. Yes. And they're using their knowledge for evil because they're probably with the devil. They're Mm -hmm. in line with the devil. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The Maleficarum claims that midwives like to eat infants or offer children to devils. This isn't, it's not saying that all midwives do this or anything. Mm -hmm. It's not like midwives are bad. (laughs) Uh But it is saying that that midwives are more likely to be witches than your average woman. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Although women in general are more likely to be witches than men. All right. Yeah. Hmm. So, so like I said, sex is a huge thing in the Maleficarum. Um, and it states that witches make a formal pact with the literal devil and have sex with incubi, demons, etc., whatever. <laughs> Whatever's around. <laughs> it also states that witches can possess another person's body and have the power to make male sexual organs disappear. <gasps> what? before publication of the maleficarum kramer had previously been accused of showing too much interest when cross-examining an accused witch about her sex life oh huh uh so what comes next shouldn't be much of a shock oh great oh good (laughs) this book is packed with descriptions of sex amongst the acts described the most shocking and implausible is witches having sex with devils and sometimes becoming pregnant by them. To argue this, Kramer had theological difficulty because demons were known from a number of esteemed sources, including the Bible, mm-hmm. to be incorp- incorporeal. Yeah. They um, couldn't even if they wanted to, buddy. Yeah. No, no. So so how could they possibly have sex with, with humans let alone impregnate someone. Yeah. And so his answer is that devils are incorporeal, but they use the air's water vapor oh my God. To, to take their seemingly corporeal form. No. No. <laughs> so they use the water in the air and become like a weird ghost. Stop it. 
water ghosts. <laughs> so that they can ghost. have sex. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. He said, <laughs> isn't that the most fucked up he thing? He's so dumb. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, At this point. Oh my god. He, he says, quote, Devils and disembodied spirits can affect this condensation by means of gross vapors raised from the earth and by collecting them together into shapes in which they abide. Gross here doesn't mean disgusting. It <laughs> means a large. Oh my gosh. Large amounts. Um, as for semen to mm-hmm. impregnate people... Right? Uh, it, Where's this, the semen? This is even better. I could not believe it when I read this. It is related that demons assumed the form of women, copulated with men, and saved the semen for later. What? To impregnate women oh who had sex with them in a male form. Oh, like in a Ziploc bag? <laughs> Held it in their hands. In their water vapor hands. I could not believe what I was reading. Like, I knew that this thing was full of stupid shit, but Mm -hmm. this really takes the cake. Oh my gosh. Funnily enough, this theory was taken from someone else. Uh, Thomas Aquinas, who is a saint. And I was like, why does he sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Oh no. He has a fucking college named after him right here in Michigan. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, so, and so he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is he he's, he's got the right. one. No, no, no. Thomas Aquinas came up with this. Oh, and my then gosh. Kramer was like, well, that's what he said, so this makes sense. <laughs> God. This is the school that we I get I get um weird like public like newsletters from them occasionally and they're like why liberalism is bad <laughs> why being gay is wrong <laughs> why having sex with the water vapor devil <laughs> could lead to demon spawn <laughs> oh my god oh it's so fucked up um so <laughs> so that's it for the sex um, oh, well man. not really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when it comes to, so, that I mean, that's it for, like, the sex sex, but there's other, like, weird sex-related things later. When it comes to familiars, which are, um, which is companions, like, the black cat and stuff, mm-hmm. um, witches described in the Maleficarum spoke of them like they would a friend. Oh. Quote, when that man used abusive words to me, I was angry and went home. And my familiar began to ask the reason for my ill humor. Oh. Yeah. Go home and talk to your familiar about your day. Mm-hmm. Okay. I told him and begged him to avenge me on the man. The devil went away and afflicted the man be- even beyond my asking, end quote. Oh, above so- and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yikes, but like, yeah. All right. So essentially, this is, this is just... Um, Women fantasizing about having power over their oppressors. You know, like, it's just, it's not, and then, like, something happens to them, like, they fall ill or something, and they're like, oh, it's because I told my cat about it. (laughs) (laughs) But in reality, it's 1487, and everyone's sick at all the time, you know? Everyone is in different stages of dying. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's all you do. (laughs) Um, So, I, I thought that was sad yeah <laughs> you know oh my gosh um 
So from there, we go on to one of the most ludicrous things in the mouth of Karam. I cannot wait because everything has been so ludicrous so far. You literally oh will God. never, would never be able to guess what I'm about to tell you. Good. Um, Gimme. It's the art of penis stealing. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Uh, which is exactly what it sounds like, um, and maybe even a little funnier. Ooh! <laughs> Witches would steal penises and keep them as pets, what? or hide them in a bird's nest, whatever they wanted to do that day. Oh my gosh. So I'm also thinking because, like, stealing is, like, like an act that people try to hide, mm-hmm. so, like, she just sneakily is like, mine, and then, like... <laughs> Plays with it at oh, home, yeah, and then it wobbles around. And yeah. like, I'm also picturing in um, Big Mouth how <laughs> Maurice has mm-hmm. just those penises mm-hmm. that are just around. Yeah, hmm. that's yes. <laughs> uh, the most notorious account is of witches making a nest of penises up in a tree. Uh, oh. qu- quote. <laughs> <laughs> There's an illustration. I'll show you. I'll show you an illustration oh, um, yes. after I'm done. Quote: Sometimes witches collect male organs in great numbers, as many as twenty or thirty members together, what? and put them in a bird's nest or shut them up in a box, where they move themselves like living members and eat oats and corn. He <laughs> <laughs> talks about the diet. Of these little guys? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as has been seen by many, and is a matter of common report. Oh, I'm quote. sorry. <laughs> many people have seen this. People talk about it all the time. You know, you know what? You know what I saw the mm. other day? Oats. <laughs> Oats everywhere. Um, so... Kramer's biggest concern in the book regarding this whole thing is whether the removal and reappearance of penises up in a tree is a physical phenomenon or if it's an illusion created Mm. by the witches. Mm -hmm. He confirms later that it is an illusion, playing upon men's greatest fears, uh, as all of witchcraft seems to be. (laughs) (laughs) I got what, and that's like, that for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. That is fantastic. Yeah. This book is, I mean, for how horrible you it can, is. You can buy it on Amazon. You can? Yeah. I was like, I want to read it. $8. What? <laughs> it's reasonably priced? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a ThoughtCo article on this. Very, it's one of the things I used uh, to get any information. And it made a very good point, which I really loved. And they say many of their of the Malleus Maleficarum sources of quote evidence end quote mm-hmm. uh, for the weakness or wickedness of women is with unintentional irony pagan writers like Socrates, Cicero, and Homer. Oh my gosh! So it's just men being yeah fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like not wanting to understand women yeah. and just deciding that they're going to come up with this whole fantasy yeah. world. Yeah. Oh my God. And they're like, well, women uh, rejected me. So, um, <laughs> hmm. one woman was mean to me once. <laughs> right. So now I'm going to, uh, ruin an entire gender. 
yeah. through my writing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's just a few examples of what is in, in the book, like to, to uh, figure out who's a witch and who's not and what they can do and what they can't do. Mm-hmm. So on to the unpleasant part, which is the trials oh, and the executions. No. Mm-hmm. The detailed guidance given was designed to separate false accusations from truthful ones. So it wasn't just like, here's here's a general outline. This is what you should be looking for. Mm-hmm. It, it did seem that in the in the book itself, it had like a, don't do this. Here's Here's how to figure out who's telling the truth and who's not, but it didn't work out no one told the truth (laughs) no i'm sure yeah yeah it always assumed that witchcraft and harmful magic really existed rather than being a superstition and that it could do real harm to others so for such a serious matter who could be witnesses in a witchcraft case Mm -hmm. among those who could not be witnesses (laughs) were quote quarrelsome women oh end quote my gosh (laughs) I was, I was like, is it just going to be women? Is it going to be women, period? But no, quarrelsome women. Mm-hmm. So that's their way of saying any woman. Pretty much, yeah. Oh I mean, unless it was someone who, like, like an, if an accuser was a woman, mm. which was often the case in, like, the Salem witch trials. Yeah. Um, uh, this was presumably to avoid charges from those known to pick fights with neighbors and family. <laughs> okay. Should the accused be informed of who had testified against them? The answer was no. Uh, If there was a danger to the witnesses, but that the identity of witnesses should be known to the prosecuting lawyers and the judges. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because if if it's a witch, they don't want them to retaliate. Right. Even if it's not, if if they find out that it's not a witch, they don't want them to retaliate either. (laughs) And be like, what did you do? I'll be a witch now. You wanted a witch, you got a witch. Um, was the accused to have an advocate? Probably not. Um, an advocate could be appointed for Ooh. the accused, though witness names could be withheld from the advocate. What? So what is the purpose of that? Yeah, so the advocate <laughs> wouldn't be able to hear the witness statement even probably? No. Or maybe read it, but nothing else? Ugh. Probably not read it. No one knew how to read it. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Or write, for that matter. <laughs> uh, it was the judge, not the accused, who selected the advocate. So you couldn't even find someone, like, get someone on your behalf and be like, this person knows me. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes it maybe would be better to have an impartial person. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the advocate was charged with being truthful and log- logical. But that rarely happened. Because <laughs> no one was, because they couldn't read. Right. They were all confused. <laughs> if we've learned anything today, it's that people didn't know how to read. <laughs> uh, detailed directions were given for examinations. One aspect was a physical examination, hmm. looking for, quote, any instrument of witchcraft, end quote. Oh, I was going to be like birthmarks, like weird, weirdo marks. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly I was... right. No, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. Okay. Um, which included marks on the body. Yes. <laughs> such as moles or birthmarks. Mm-hmm. So I would be fucked. Let me make this clear. I would be uh, fucked because I have like two prominent moles on my face that have always been there. 
I have one under my boob. <laughs> um, I have a birthmark going down my entire left leg. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So She's I'm a just, witch. Yeah, I'm covered in... <laughs> if you're listening to this, help me. I'm sitting with a witch. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> women were to be stripped in their cells by other women. Good. Yeah. First... first <laughs> I was really scared. Good thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, I'm shocked that, that that's in there at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether anyone listened to it, but it was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and examined for these so-called instruments of witchcraft. Hair was shaped from their bodies so that the devil's marks could be seen more easily. Mm. How much hair was shaved varied. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like with me, I mean, I it, they'd probably be like, you know what? There's one all, like, she's got that huge birthmark on her leg and then a bunch of moles. Like, we don't need, we don't need any more Yeah, evidence. you can keep your hair. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I see the witchcraft already. <laughs> <laughs> so, in addition to the bodily marks, uh, the instruments included other signs, like... Being unable to weep under torture or when before a judge was a sign of being a witch. Um, So they want you to be, like, in tears, crying. Because witches can fake that. I don't understand how that... I cry at the drop of a hat. (laughs) I cry during any given commercial. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, it's it's very easy for me to cry. So what would they do with me? But you know, I'm covered in birthmarks, and then but then like I'm sobbing. But you're crying. Yeah. So I don't know. There has to be more tests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a pro con list. Like, yeah, this is a witch. Oh, but this isn't a witch. <laughs> Pros: crying, <laughs> cons, birthmark. <laughs> I had to figure out in my head which one would be the pro and which one would be the con. <laughs> so burning and drowning are two of the more well-known methods of execution for those charged with or to test those convicted of witchcraft. Which, I mean, you've already brought it up. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. The Maleficarum contains references to the inability to drown or burn a witch who still had any, quote, objects, end quote, of witchcraft concealed or who were under the protection of other witches. Mm. Okay. Uh, So, logically... Tests were justified to see if a woman could be drowned or burned. Because uh-huh. if she could be drowned and then she dies, then she can't be a witch. Right. But, but if she can't be drowned, then she is being protected by someone. So either way, she's going to die. Either yeah. by drowning or later on when they burn her. Correct. she's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly oh right. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, I know. It's, I'm so angry about it's it. It's infuriating. It's, I mean... It's devastating to hear about, and then it's, I mean, the fact that it was published in a book, and they're like, this makes sense to us. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, yes, so if she could be drowned or burned, she might be innocent. (laughs) If she could not be, she was probably guilty. If she did drown or was successfully burned, while that might be a sign of her innocence, she was not alive to enjoy exoneration. (sighs) Yep. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Confessions were central to the process of investigating and trying suspected witches and made a difference in the outcome for the accused. A witch could only be executed by the church authorities if she herself confessed. Hmm. But 
She could be questioned and even tortured with the aim of getting a confession. So, I mean, you know, they, they're doing tests and stuff to see if she's a witch. So, I mean, they could kill her in the process anyway. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> Torture was seen as essentially an exorcism. Ooh. Um, it was to be frequent and often to proceed from gentle to harsh. So they started out pretty calm, whatever. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm not a fucking witch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> then they... <laughs> They would get worse and worse. <laughs> so they start with like with like an aggressive tickling, um, <laughs> yeah, and then work their way up to you know. Or they do they do like the 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 lights right in your face. <laughs> Isn't this annoying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you a witch? No. I guess I have to make it brighter. <laughs> <laughs> and then they like pull off your fingernails or something. No. Um, if. If the accused witch confessed under torture, however, she must also confess later while not being tortured for the confession to be valid. Oh, man. If the accused continued to deny being a witch, even with torture, the church could not execute her. However, they could turn her over after a year or so to secular authorities, who often had no such limitations. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Mm. Um, after confessing, if the accused then also renounced all heresy, the church could permit the penitent heretic to avoid a death sentence. The prosecutors had permission to promise an unconfessed witch her life if she provided evidence of other witches. Ugh. No. So that... <laughs> Saving yourself by hurting other people. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. But it's okay, because women are um, inherently evil, oh, yeah. so they would do it anyway. They love it. They're, they're ready for it. <laughs> so this would, of course, produce more cases to investigate, and those she implicated would then be subject to investigation and trial on the assumption that the evidence against them might have been a lie. So they're not going in assuming that because someone else called it, another witch called her a witch. Mm-hmm. They're not like, oh, well, you must be a witch then. So they also go through the torture for for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) But the prosecutor, in giving such a promise, explicitly did not have to tell her the whole truth. That she could not be executed without a confession. Oh. No. Mm -hmm. So So they go into it and, yeah. So, yeah, they wouldn't have been able to execute her anyway. But they're also like, so who else is a witch? Mm -hmm. You know, like, making her be a snitch. Um, The prosecution also did not have to tell her that she could be imprisoned for life on bread and water after implicating others. What? Mm -hmm. Even if she didn't confess. Oh my gosh, for life? And, like, prison at that time was like, you're dead in three months. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. cold. You have a diet of bread and water. Yeah, right? Scurvy, (laughs) for sure. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Or that sec, or that secular law in some locales could still execute her. Mm. So it was always a lose-lose situation. So that <laughs> ending on a bummer. Yeah, right. But, I mean, sometimes I think about like, ooh, like life is really hard right now for a lot of people. Um, but then you read one of these, and you're like, <laughs> you know what? Thank, thank the good Lord <laughs> that we right. are when we are. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it could be so much worse. Oh yeah. Kind of faded away from popularity, the Malleus Maleficarum. 
um, as the witch hunt craze died down. Mm-hmm. But its impact is unchanging. Yeah. Um, the publication of this fucking book led to the execution of around 60,000 people in Europe alone. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Most of whom were women. For no reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the end? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. There's no good. There's no good to come of it. There's no like, oh, but on the upswing. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, huh. yeah it's a huge bummer, um, yeah. which is why I was hesitant about doing it, mm. but I couldn't stop thinking about it because it's it's important to talk about and to know about, even yeah. though it's not good. And there are some funny things. <laughs> oh my gosh, those, those dick nests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. fun. Okay, so that's wow. that's that. <laughs> I mean, it was super interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Because when you think of like witch hunters, I always think of was there like a witch hunter movie? Van Helsing. Van Helsing, yes. Oh, the which is vampire hunter. Yeah. Um, but like, I think of that sort of a concept where mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's like this weird guy, guy. doing good work. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like a vigilante. Yeah, yeah. Um, not like <laughs> men's rights activists. Uh huh douchebag yeah who this just is, wants to kill women this is why i hate when people are like people specifically um donald trump being like this is the worst witch hunt in the history of america um. and it's like it's first of all he, referencing like him fucking up and being a fucking idiot mm-hmm. but then like how how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> People s- suffered so greatly yeah. and died in mm-hmm. the thousands, tens of thousands, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands. It's, I mean, the, it's, the bunch, who, the bunch of thousands. I mean, the, the, the number I referenced was like 60,000 in okay. Europe. Okay. So tens of thousands yeah. in Europe. But that is, it, it could be more, it could be less, who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm. But so, yeah, it's just, oh God. it's so, it's so horrible. Mm. But you can buy it on Amazon for $8. <laughs> Only $8? <laughs> I think And so. at least you know that Kramer isn't getting any of the proceeds at this uh, point. Definitely so. not. <laughs> he remained super popular also. I read that. He was, he got like some kind of uh, commendation from a pope. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So it, he didn't suffer at all. <sighs> all right. So uh, I guess check out our <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. Um... For more updates. Yeah. For, for posts for and posts. stuff. We should probably post the picture of the devil. Ooh, we will post the picture of the devil. And I'm going to post the penis tree. Yes. For sure. Ooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then check out our Patreon as well. Uh, we have some really great patrons. Yeah. Um, our, our, our name on there is Ghoul Gals, so it's super easy to find. Oh, yeah. We're everywhere under Ghoul Gals. Yeah. So we're the only Ghoul Gals. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess this is where we say, see you later, ghouls and boys. Bye. Bye. Is this book covered in skin? Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cut this out so you listeners won't even hear it. But I know it's there.